Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fluent AAC. Fluent AAC is a company that creates some of the world's most advanced AAC technology. Now, why I love Fluent AAC so much is its ease of use and its diverse characters and representations of the app. This app really strives to be accessible for all kinds of users to ensure that their AAC users are prioritizing both the well-being of long-term language development and focusing on people and connection. Fluent AAC is committed to every single customer. They take a holistic approach to product design that centers around the whole person and not just imitation. New users can get a seven-day free trial of the Fluent AAC app to use for iPad. And if you head over to FluentAAC.com, there are tons of free and printable resources for you to start using with your littles right now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Speech with Rach. I'm your host, Rachel Musial, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P. And this week, our episode is going to focus all about curiosity and intelligence. Recently, I have been reading and actually just finished the book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. And if you guys have not yet read this book, you need to pick it up because it is full of just bombs of knowledge, little bites of knowledge that are so applicable and so powerful. And there is one quote in particular that has been standing out to me since I've read it. And that is what we're going to talk about today. So hang tight and get ready for this week's episode of Speech with Rach. All right, friends, it is the second episode of season two of Speech with Rach, and I am so freaking grateful yet again for all of you. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to chat a little bit about my thoughts on really what intelligence is, um, a little affirmation for you to work on intelligence, and then at the end, I'm going to read another incredible review that one of you left for me on my page that has just really resonated with my heart and my soul. So let's talk about being smart or being intelligent. I posted on Instagram this week a quote by James Clear that said, being curious is better than being smart. I took this from page 261 in the Atomic Habits book, and I just want to read the little paragraph that follows for you. Being curious is better than being smart. Being motivated and curious counts for more than being smart because it leads to action. Being smart will never deliver results on its own because it doesn't get you to act. It is desire, not intelligence, that prompts behavior. As Naval Ravenkat, oops, Naval Ravenkat says, the trick to doing anything is first cultivating a desire for it. So how does this relate to our field? In the speech therapy field, there is a natural competitiveness. And rightfully so, we all know 
that when you take on that major of speech and hearing science, communicative disorders in undergrad, that you are competing for a spot in a graduate program. And most graduate programs are anywhere from 20 to 40 people per year. The program that I was in was at Northern Illinois University, and there was 22 of us, okay? So from the get-go in undergrad, you are programmed to be competitive and to watch out for yourself, to keep a high GPA, a really stacked resume, volunteer hours, and try to make yourself stand out, right? And the application process to grad school is grueling. I applied to nine schools, and I remember having a binder. And I had dividers of each school because each school had different requirements. I had research articles from the professors, the different guidelines, how much they were costing me, and I would spend my weekends slaving over that binder to set myself up to be accepted into a graduate program. And I was. Lucky for me, I was accepted, I, I think, into seven out of nine of them. To be honest, it didn't really matter the number. I just wanted to get in somewhere, right? <laughs> so I got into grad school, and for me, you guys, I actually <laughs> I picked the grad school that would be the cheapest because I knew that no one would ever ask me where I got my master's at. No one really cared. They just cared if I had a master's. So that's actually why I ended up at Northern Illinois University because it was the cheapest. It was in state. I could live at home. And it just made sense. And when I got to grad school, I was so excited. I felt like finally we were going to be a small, close family of these leaders in our community that have been through exactly what we've been through and they are going to teach us and guide us and prepare us to be speech therapists and man was I wrong (laughs) the divide in grad school between academics and clinical application was so vast and the competitive nature was still there and I didn't get it you guys I thought at this point in our lives, we are 20, 21, some are 25, 28 year old, mostly women and men. And we've all devoted ourselves to this career because we just want to help others. Why are we still being competitive? Why are we talking about our grades outside of the class? Why are we showing off our projects to each other? Why are we bragging about the things that the clinical professors shared with us? (laughs) Like seriously, who cares? I don't care that you're getting an A. That doesn't mean that you're a good clinician. Just because you know the information, yes, that's impressive. Don't get me wrong. The amount of intense work and knowledge that was dropped on us in grad school was overwhelming. So for the girls that were getting A's, man... I applauded them, but I didn't envy them because I didn't want to devote my life, my weekends, to getting A's because I knew that didn't matter. Whether I left the program with an A or a B, what mattered to me is that I walked away feeling as though 
I had applicable skills that I could actually bring into the field and start to take on people and clients as an SLP. To this day, not a single client, job offer, boss, anyone has ever asked me, what was my GPA in grad school? Instead, they asked me, what kind of clinical experiences did you have? And that is where the emphasis should be. While, again, I applaud that grad school aims to give us a lot of knowledge, it's unfortunate that more merit is put on the grades than necessarily the skills and the application. And when it comes to the skills and the application piece, and even achieving grades, I just feel like there doesn't seem to be an understanding of or a feeling of empathy. These professors have literally been in the places that we're in, our clinical professors and stuff. When we come to them and tell them that we're struggling, why don't they help us? Why are they always critiquing and grading us? We don't do that to our kids. If my student came to me and said, I don't understand this, I wouldn't mark them down because they asked a question. I'd, if anything, I'd rate them higher because they're using critical thinking skills and they're coming to me for support versus having a mental breakdown and being frustrated like so many of us did. I remember when I would go to my professors and tell them that I needed help and they didn't get it. They didn't support me. Instead, they told me that I needed to take other things off my plate in life and focus more on grad school. And I was like, hello, Weren't you in this spot 20 years ago, right? Have you not been a woman? Have you not dealt with anxiety, depression, eating disorders, alcohol, verbal abuse in your home, any of these things? And I'm coming to you and sharing that at the same time that I'm trying to be an SLP, I'm trying to be a human, and you're saying, well, too bad. In my last semester of grad school, and I wish I could find it, you guys, I probably have it somewhere. There was a criteria that if you asked questions, you got a lower grade. And I, (laughs) I went off on my clinical professor about this because I said, this is ridiculous. You are going to give me a worse grade if I ask a question because I should know this by now. Oh my God, it's been a year and a half of learning this vast, vast field. And all I want to do at the end of the day is make sure that I'm doing the best for my clients. Why does it need to be a constant test? Like, we don't test our kids. 90% is teaching. 10% is testing. Why is grad school not the same? Say it louder for the people in the back. Sorry, guys. I just, this is a topic that gets me really frustrated because if anything, we need to have empathy for what people have on their plates in this field And we need to understand that we all have a different why. We all have different skill sets. So instead of critiquing that, why aren't we supporting it? Why are our professors saying, well, then you might fail out of the program? Do they they want that to happen? Like, doesn't that look bad on the school? I just didn't get it. And I just wish that my grad school felt like a more supportive area. It didn't. I felt like I was not seen as a woman struggling with mental health, with eating disorders, 
like I said, with alcohol abuse and familial difficulties as a big sister to two people that had been in speech therapy yet, I was just treated as though I was a number, a test score, and I hated it. So really my soapbox here is that it is great to be smart, don't get me wrong, but that alone is not going to get you far enough in life. The important thing is to be curious and learn how to be critical, a critical thinker, and to persevere during the times when life isn't going the way that you were expecting. Because you can have straight A's, but what happens when a curveball is thrown at you and your clinical abilities are tested? Is that 4.0 GPA going to matter? Or is it going to be more important that in your CFY year, you had 85 kids and one of them had this disorder, so you know what to do? Because the clinical experience is what sticks with you, right? But all of you in grad school struggling to be this picture-perfect SLP, I'm here to tell you, don't stress out. If you're getting those aids, I applaud you and good for you. But if you're not, Don't be so hard on yourself. And if you don't feel like you're supported, please reach out and let me know personally in my DMs and I will try to find a way to help you through whatever you're going through. Whether it be financial difficulties, mental health struggles, relationships with yourself and others, or just finding the balance. Because I'm here to be that mental health support for you that we really needed in grad school and we didn't get. In a perfect world, I would open my own grad school in 10 years that would focus on connection and community application across environments, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't think I ever really want to be involved in academia. That's an area that I'm staying kind of far away from (laughs) because there's such a vast disparity. But what I will say is 2020 was a year that showed us that mental health needs to be a conversation and that there's a lot more going on in people's lives that we need to be giving them the benefit of the doubt and be focusing on teaching other critical life skills to be a lifelong clinician. And so I'm, I'm excited for the future grad programs because I'm hopeful that there will be more of an emphasis on mental health, stability, and bridging the application of taking what we're learning in the classes and carrying that over to a population across various environments. That is what I'm excited for. So I have a little affirmation today for those of you that might struggle with grades or expectations or comparison. So this affirmation is from one of my favorites on Instagram. Her name is Alexandra L. Her username is Alex underscore L, E-L-L-E. And this affirmation is one of my favorites when it comes to knowledge, intelligence, and curiosity. I am a student of life who is committed to learning, growing, and emotionally evolving. At the end of the day, the most important things like I shared, is that we're a student of life, not a student of grad school. This is the moment in time. I promise you that that stress that you're 
feeling right now, that test that you're agonizing over, is not going to come into your mind in five and ten years. Those things that I failed, those things that I struggled with, aren't what stick with me now. I am trying to grow, learn, and evolve as a student of life, as a clinician, as a partner, and as a friend. So take that affirmation with you and say it when you need a little boost if you're struggling with intelligence, comparison, or curiosity. I am now going to read another amazing review that I received. This one is from Samantha O. Rodriguez. And she said, so many great things to say, but the most important is that this podcast helped me in a time where I was so lost as a clinician. An evening walk while listening to the podcast gave me peace every time I listened. And for that, I am forever grateful. Samantha, I'm so grateful for you and I'm so blown away to your devotion to your self-growth as a graduate student. You guys listening to me as a grad student, as an undergrad, as a high schooler, whatever you are, kudos to you because I don't think I was at this point in self-development that you are. So cheers to that. I will leave you guys until next week, but be sure to stay on top of my Instagram as I finish out my series on burnout where I'm sharing a few other tips to combat burnout and start this new year out fresh. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light.